Consciousness and Understanding Channelings from Clyde Trepanier Volume 4 Continued Sessions from July 1962 Thursday, July 5th, 1962 Peace be with thee, my friends. I am Anton. Beloved friends, it has been our purpose in the period of time that we have communicated with you to attempt to bring to you truths, techniques and information that would help thee in thy growth. We have attempted to bring to you these things that would help you to help yourself. We have also brought you information concerning your civilization, its problems and its solution. We have attempted to point to you, in many ways, the things that should be obvious to your civilization, yet seem to be overlooked by most. These efforts have been put forth to persons all across the surface of your planet who have shown interest in these things. It is in this way that we have attempted to help men of Earth to help themselves. Yet we find that many of these people who seemed to be sincere in their efforts to learn, who are sincere in the efforts of increasing and broadening their consciousness, yet many find themselves lacking in courage, holding a bushel over their light, lifting it slightly, occasionally, allowing only a small portion to shine forth. I say to you, beloved friends, those who would serve their humanity at this time when it is so desperately needed, must cast off the bushel and allow their light to shine forth, to have the courage of their conviction to stand forth for all men to see. For what is there to fear? There are only a few things that you could possibly fear. Perhaps a loss of prestige. Perhaps some criticism. Perhaps some opposition. Perhaps to be labeled. Beloved ones, what is more important today? Is it more important to withhold these things? Or is it more important that a great civilization take its place in the universal brotherhood of man? To take its place as a civilization that can live in peace, in love, in understanding? Is it more important that man learn the truth about himself to discover his true being? Man will only make these discoveries when he comes to the realization of the importance of accomplishing these things. We sincerely hope that this civilization, in this process of evolution, will pass safely over the threshold into a new concept, a new concept of life, where strife and struggle and chaos no more exists where man lives with peace of mind with true peace of mind, where man knows no longer the struggle for survival, but knows life in its true essence. Such great things await this civilization, if it but can step across the threshold, things of such greatness that your consciousness at this time could not conceive of it. 
I ask you, beloved ones, and I direct this to all those who are seeking truth and understanding, is it not worth striving for? Worth all the effort that can be exerted? Worth all the sacrifices that can be made? Beloved, may each of you have great success and may each of you display great courage in your service in your efforts to bring your civilization across the threshold. Peace be with thee, my friends. Peace, peace, peace. Go in peace. Thursday, July 12th, 1962. Yum. Good evening to you, my friends. It is my pleasure once more to be with you. It has been some time. I have been occupied with several conferences and missions that required my entire attention, so I am happy to be able to spend a few moments with you this evening. Since there are only a few of you, if you can agree upon some particular subject you should like me to share my understanding with you on, I should be happy to try to help you. Questioner, how does one become aware of inspirations? Yum. You see, awareness is something that you have to cultivate. You grow in awareness by constantly cultivating it. In other words, you try continuously to be aware of everything. It is amazing how much we miss by not having cultivated our awareness, not only in inspirations and guidance, but in all things about us. It is amazing when you really begin to become aware of how much you have been missing. Is this not so, my friends? We often find that we are missing a great deal for passing it by. We do not even see it because we become too concerned with our little self, you see. Everyone has inspirations, receive guidance. But when it comes, they are so unaware that when it passes through their minds, they slightly notice it, that there is no reaction. So you see, it is just a matter of cultivating this in your consciousness just like you would with anything else. Do I make myself clear? Questioner, could you be a little more specific? Yum. I do not see how I could be more specific unless you want me to define awareness. Questioner, how do you recognize whether it is an inspiration or not? Yom. An inspiration is nothing more than an urge. It is something that comes to mind, and you will find that it stands out above the normal thinking, the normal thoughts that get through the mind if you are aware. Many people have inspirations, but they are so unaware that it is nothing more than just a passing thought to them. But. To those of you who are seeking truth and understanding, who have cultivated this sort of thing, 
you know the difference between the ordinary thought and an urge to react to something or to do something. Questioner Yum, as we spoke before, we have had to check back and recall how these inspirations were. Yum Often these expressions come sharply and quickly. They have been referred to as first impressions. I am sure some of your teachers a long time ago have emphasized the importance of following first impressions. But often people, you see, start to rationalize. They argue with themselves. And soon they have talked themselves out of it, you see. Because to them at the moment, it did not seem much to their intellectual thinking. Questioner Yom, I'm very fascinated by this higher realm of consciousness, referred to as cosmic consciousness. I wondered if you could give us a little discourse, give us a picture of this. There are many writings concerning this, but I know it doesn't take place in our own area here. It's in a higher plane or something. I wish you could fill us in on this. Yum. This perhaps is a terminology, cosmic consciousness. This has been referred to many times. In my understanding and in my thinking, I would say that cosmic consciousness is an ever-evolving consciousness that takes in greater knowledge, greater understanding, you see, which extends beyond what your consciousness would consist of here. Now this can extend as far as you are able to extend it, you see. There is no beginning or no end to consciousness. The term cosmic would indicate inclusiveness of the great cosmos, would it not? Therefore, this is so far-reaching that I am sure it would be difficult for anyone to draw a picture for you of complete cosmic consciousness. For as we grow, it becomes ever larger. It is ever-expanding, you see, like the universe itself. So in my understanding, my way of thinking, or at my present capability to view this thing, I could not see the end of cosmic consciousness. It would extend to the far corners of the universe, which would take in the lifespan or life's civilizations. It is difficult to find the terminology here to express this. I believe that one of your teachers expressed this one time. I have heard it repeated that although they their cosmic consciousness, we will call this, their understanding is quite extensive. Yet they realize that their concept, their understanding of the entire picture is only slight, you see. Yet they are perhaps thousands of years ahead of Earth people in their consciousness. Questioner That would mean, Yom, that regardless of what sphere of consciousness you are on, there would still be a cosmic beyond that of which you did not understand. Yom. Yes, this is correct. For the truth, or the ultimate in truth, stands way beyond any of us today. 
we are all growing. Questioner. Then we should concentrate on accomplishing what we are able to accomplish in this sphere which we are in. Is that correct? Yom. We must try always to get the best understanding possible in the place where we stand today. For as we master what is here for us to learn, then we are able to be ready to take another step forward, you see. And this goes on and on. Where it ends, I do not know. Does this, my friend, does this? Questioner. Yes, I think that it leaves it out there for me to expand into. Yes. Yum. You have so much room to expand. You have nothing to worry about there, my friend, for you can expand for many millions of years. Questioner. I believe, Yom, that it is the terminology that we use when we talk of cosmic consciousness, and I refuse to differentiate between a narrow consciousness of our everyday life and immediately after we die, probably the next plane. This is where usually 90% of the people interested, even in metaphysics, is centered. And then when they have, when somebody comes out with a far-reaching thought, he says, get under cosmic consciousness, the complete cosmic consciousness. They mean nothing by this, but extend your horizons into other spheres that are far, far beyond this, because you are limiting yourself. That's probably what they are trying to indicate when they urge one to get interested in cosmic consciousness. Yum. The terminologies oft-times confuse people, you see. Actually, there is no limit to consciousness. Perhaps I do not particularly care for the word cosmic at all. I should like to, for myself, just say consciousness. Because the truth is, and I can only attempt to gather truth to the best of my ability at the time. Questioner. I wonder if you, Yom, could tell us a little bit, or if you are aware of some of the influences or the happenings, or the effects of the nuclear shots in the high atmosphere that our country just set off. Yom. We are aware of what has happened, and all of these tests are adding to the pollution of your atmosphere. One of the shots made recently to explode the bomb in the stratosphere was destroyed. One was destroyed. The first one was destroyed, deliberately destroyed by beings from outer space. The second one was a malfunction of the mechanism. The third one was allowed to go. Now your scientists concerned with this experiment were aware that the first one was somehow destroyed not by their own hands. This was done as a warning. For when it disintegrated, it disintegrated so completely, in full view, that it practically turned to a cloud of dust. Yet there was no detonation of the nuclear. Questioner. Did that concern the fallout? 
Yom. There was no detonation of the nuclear device. Questioner. Why didn't they do that to the third one? Yom. Your people were determined to make this experiment. They were warned. They have been warned in several ways, yet they are determined. Questioner. Did they realize the warnings came from beings from outer space? Did they realize the source of this warning? Yom. Perhaps they would not admit this, even to themselves. Yet, they were mystified. They could not explain. In their hearts, they know. But those who are intent on doing something that they feel will make them great, make them be recognized, do not even admit to themselves that they could be wrong. This did a great deal of damage to your atmosphere and your people will suffer from it, as they will from all of these things. Perhaps in time, enough people will become concerned to do something to stop the madness, but it appears at this time that before they are going to get concerned enough to do something, they are going to bring a great deal of suffering upon your civilization. It seems that Earthman, by and large, has to see the results before he will believe it. The evidence is already there, but it does not yet seem to be strong enough for most of your people to become concerned. Perhaps they shall have to wait until many thousands of deformed children are born and thousands of people die from the results before they can become concerned enough to do something about it. Questioner Yum. I feel as though we haven't done our part. I mean, though, people do believe that this is harmful. It just seems as though there is so little that we have done or can do about it. Yum. This is true, because your people are confused. On one side, they have a group of leaders, scientists, telling them one thing. And over here, they are telling them another. They are confused. They do not know who to believe. And until some of the people who are advocating and carrying on these things begin to see the results and become frightened themselves, perhaps then they will want to stop it. If it is not already too late. But this, my friends, is madness. Madness for people to allow themselves to be destroyed in this way. Questioner. People are hypnotized into believing. And I think this started way back when Thomas Jefferson warned us that when we lost sight or contact with our representatives, then the negative powers would take over. And because we have multiplied in all of our cities, we don't know our representatives and don't make it our business to know them and therefore we believe that we are helpless and we haven't the power to really control things. Yum. This is true. And your people have become as sheep. They want to be led. They do not want to think for themselves. They want to look to authority for their information. 
to allow those in power to do their thinking for them and give them the answers. They have become mentally lazy. And this, my friends, is the downfall of any civilization when it no longer thinks for itself and allows a few individuals to do their thinking. Questioner I think it would be rather presumptuous that the same kind of people that do this try to go out in outer space and visit the moon and other constellations. We certainly aren't ready in that sense. Yom No, but there is one point here that I should like to make. This, on the other hand, could be the salvation of your civilization. If a group of people should happen to reach an inhabited planet and return with information they would receive, and this information were made public, this could be the turning point of your civilization, for the information will be so astounding to your masses it will cause some repercussions. But on the other hand, it could be the turning point of your civilization. Questioner Do I see right that in some of the stories that came back from the astronauts that were orbiting the Earth, that they had experiences that were not told in the press? Yum. This is correct. They did not tell all. Questioner, but they told all to the authorities, though not told to the press? Yum. They told all to a few of them, but there were some that were not made public. But this was not anything of the astounding information that would be obtained were they to land upon an inhabited planet. Questioner, well, our... The first intent is to go and land on the moon. Now, would they find on the side that we cannot see, on the so-called dark side, would they find habitation there? Yom. No, the moon landing would not be too important. But given time and perhaps it will not be too long, for your space program is being helped a great deal by those from other planets unbeknownst to your people, because they are anxious that this happen, but it has to come through your own people, you see, through their efforts. Questioner. Yes, I understand that. Young. So they are giving them all of the help they can without it being known. To try to speed up, you see, this program, for they realize too that this can be the saving of your civilization. Questioner. Yom, will they reach another planet through their present means of development in the space program, rapidly and so forth? Is this possible? Yom. I suppose it is possible, this. I am not a scientist, I am not a physicist, but to my understanding, they are developing other powers. Your government already has experimental craft using other energies. Questioner Yom, in this idea to try to do something about the hectic situation, in your opinion, what would be the best way that we could be effective in our efforts to stop it? 
Yom. Well, you see, there are many ways. The main thing is, people themselves have to become aware of the danger of these things. They have to become aware of this. And you see, that this is what we were speaking of a few moments ago, but they are confused. They do not know what to believe. But, for myself, I would not hesitate to declare my beliefs to anyone of the harm and the danger of this thing, and of the sickness of this civilization and the true answer to the problem your civilization faces. This is something people are going to have to realize, because it is the only solution to your problems. So, sooner or later, they will either have to realize these things and to act upon them, or your civilization will no longer exist. People do not need to be afraid to say these things, express them. Does it matter if I am believed or not? At least I have planted a seed in another man's consciousness, and perhaps it shall take root and grow. This is being done by many, and the realization is gradually taking root. The people are beginning to realize, and much more in some of the other countries than in your country. But even in your country, there are people who are coming out and demonstrating even. You may say this is foolish, but at least they are making their feelings known, and more and more people will join them. For until the leaders of the world are brought to realize that the people do not want these things, they are going to demand that they be stopped, they will continue. For when enough people express themselves, they will listen, for they know that there is power in numbers. No man has ever acquired such great power that he could not be overthrown by the people when they become enough concerned. Now, my friends, I have taken enough of your time. Unless you have something you especially want to speak of at this time, I will take my leave. Questioner, I wanted to ask you, are the scientists beginning to realize what they were doing? That they were doing damage? Yom, many of your scientists do. You see, your scientists are falling into two groups. One who says yes, one who says no. That is what confuses the people. There is a group who feel that they must find out these things, that they must develop this power. They must become great in the eyes of their civilization. They do not think in terms of humanity. No, they do not care. They think only of themselves. By accomplishing this, I have become great. Some of them have even stated that they know that many people will suffer from this. Well, so what? So what, they say. In order to develop the civilization, to move forward, someone must suffer. This is not so, my friends. This is not so. For science developed properly by proper people does not need to cause anyone to suffer. 
it is only by those who are bent on power, who live for the glory of themselves, that this seems good. Questioner. How much push is there behind the money power and the controlling interest of this development? Young. A great deal, for without this it could not be done. They could stop it tomorrow by refusing funds. Where would your government get the money to finance it? They cannot do it from taxation, because they go farther in debt. And this also is madness. Questioner. Then the same power is back of the new development that they could possibly use to go to an inhabited planet? Yum. Oh yes, it all comes from the same pack. But you see, they also can learn and will. They will realize at a certain point that they are greater than they, and they will have to humble themselves a little bit. You see, there are those who take the attitude, there can be no greater than I. There can be no one who has greater understanding than I. But this also can change. My friends, it has been a very great pleasure to spend this time with you and to share with you my understanding and to have you share yours with me. I should like to extend to each of you my love and my blessings. And may the peace, love, and the understanding of all the great ones be invoked upon each of you. Go in peace, my friends. Wednesday, July 18th, 1962. Greetings in the light, my friends. I am Oxel. Many of your people have reared their heads above the wall that you call reality, and they have seen that there are things beyond this wall that are also reality. But by and large, most of your people remain hidden behind this wall, and fear plus laziness prevents them from even taking a peek upon the other side. It has been our hope that more of your people would, at least, investigate, but the progress of expansion of consciousness among the masses of your people is exceedingly slow, considering the progress that has been made in other fields. It is to the advantage of all those who have taken the step beyond this point to help in every way those who remain behind to attempt in every way that you can to cause these people to take a look beyond the wall of reality which they have built about them. For in the times just ahead, it is going to be of vital importance that the eyes be opened of many of your people. Your science is moving much faster than you realize, and if suddenly information through certain channels is brought to your people, the shock may be too much for many. The knowledge of the existence of certain types of civilizations and their ways of life, their development, will come as such a shock to many people that it may destroy their mental stability. So you see, 
it will be well that whenever you can and when you have the opportunity to help pave the way for these people. Many of these people are sincere, are well-meaning, and have attempted to the best of their ability to do the things that to them, in their state of awareness, seemed good and proper. Many have been misled through placing their confidence in those that they felt were authorities in your religious organizations, and have faithfully followed that which they have been taught. Yet they have developed a weakness. They have failed to think. They have failed to search beyond the authority. But many of these, when the realization comes to them of their errors, will quickly correct their searching. I only mention these things to attempt to bring to you the realization of the responsibility that lies with those who have gone beyond your wall of reality. There are many who should like to come among your people, who would be willing to sacrifice to help your civilization across the threshold into the new age of which you speak. But they cannot do this until the desire is in the hearts of enough of your people. And when and if this time does arrive, there are many of great understanding who will be willing to come among your people and to show them the way. For these are beings who are anxious to see your civilization continue and become a great civilization, to become as man was intended to be. They are anxious to become brothers in truth with your civilization. But, beloved ones, the answer lies with earth man. Only he can make this choice. And we can only give our service when the choice has been made, and we are accepted for what we are. We are not gods. We do not wish to be accepted as such, but only brothers who are waiting to extend a helping hand, a hand of friendship when it can be received as such. I leave you by extending to you the love, the light, and the understanding of my people. I am Oxel. Friday, July 20th, 1962. Good evening to you, my friends. I am Yum. It is good to come among you again. I should like to, with your permission, speak to you for a few moments tonight concerning the brighter side of the picture for your civilization, if your people are able to strengthen the foundation of which you were speaking. For once you have crossed the threshold and you have passed the danger point of your civilization, the things that are in store for you and your children and your children's children will be beyond your conception. For the time will come when you will be able to travel the universe to visit other planets, so to speak, to gain knowledge of those who are advanced somewhat in their sciences. You will find your material sciences developing to where man will have a great deal of time to travel, to learn. You will not be confined to working many hours a day. 
you will reach a point where even your factories shall be operated by thought-controlled machines. For when man reaches this state through his increased desire for more spiritual understanding, more knowledge of himself and his relationship to his fellow man, to his creator, he will be able to spend his leisure time in gaining greater knowledge and wisdom. You see, man does not need to live by the sweat of his brow, providing he has the wisdom to develop himself and to use his time constructively in growing, in gaining ever greater knowledge. For you are going to find in gaining knowledge that is available in the universe, it is going to require continual effort, continual searching. For out here beyond the horizon, there is always more and greater knowledge to obtain. As man progresses in his wisdom, his knowledge of universal law, he is able to move farther and farther into new realms, into new phases of life, for there are many, many phases of life beyond and beyond. In your Bible, it's quoted, In my Father's house are many mansions. And these are the many mansions that lie beyond where man can, through his process of evolution, move ever onward to greater and more magnificent mansions, so to speak. Among the many things that will come about as you move into a new age here upon your planet will be new methods of learning. Man will learn much faster, for you are going to be taught new methods. Your children will be taught new methods. Under the present system, there is a great waste of time in teaching. What now requires 15 or 20 years of your time to learn to teach to a young one coming up in your civilization will be done in about one-fourth of the time. In other words, what could be what you call a master's degree requires 20 years or more would be accomplished in approximately five years. This should be quite an advantage, should it not? Man could gain a great deal of wisdom in a very short time. These things will come to your civilization once it has crossed the threshold, has left behind the danger of annihilation. Many other things shall also come about. You shall learn to eliminate all diseases, all sickness. Suffering will become a thing of the past. Would it not be a wonderful thing to just eliminate suffering among the people of Earth? Questioner, are you referring to physical beings of future generations? Yom, indeed so. Questioner, will they have the ability to use this knowledge for their own good? Yom, once they have realized the danger point, then they will realize, they will know they will have the realization of man's at-oneness with each other, with the creation, with his creator. These things will be understood, and when you have passed this point, you will have no problem as far as using energies for destructive purposes, and you will come into the knowledge of energies so much greater than nuclear energy, that nuclear energy 
will become obsolete. You will find energies much more adaptable, much more flexible, and much cheaper. You will be able to draw these energies from the ethers, sunlight, and other energies. Lines of force will be discovered that are traveling through your atmosphere at all times, of which you are not aware at this time. You can tap these energies and have all the power, energies you need at the cost of very little effort. Your homes will have no dirt. You will have no dirt problems. You will have devices that will eliminate all dust. Your housewives will not need to take the dust cloth anymore and go dusting around, for this problem will be solved for you. You will have windows that are of pure energy, no glass, yet no air will come through and you can push your hand out the window. You can control the amount of air from the outside, the heat and cold. These are some of the things you can expect. Questioner, how about food? Yum. Food will become a very minor problem. You will require some food, but you will learn a great deal about foods and you are going to discover energies that can be used to replenish the body in place of many of your foods. And also, as your civilization grows and becomes more understanding, gains more knowledge of these things, the physical body itself will refine to change. Many of your organisms will probably disappear. Others may appear, for nature adapts herself through time to any condition. I thought that it might be of some interest to you to talk for a few moments about these things, and to answer your statement, I would like to say that life is eternal. You can cast this body aside and create for yourself another one, so you have no worry about not being able to enjoy these things, if not in this body, in another. Questioner, can we regenerate the body that we have now? Yom, oh yes, this can be done, this can be done. The body will respond once you have the knowledge this can come about. But sometimes, you know, we like a change of bodies. We get tired of this one, this same old one. We like to get a new one, a new model, you see. Questioner, you have told us before, Yom, that you have been in your present body over 200 years and that we can learn to use our bodies that long too. Yom, once you have the understanding of the relationship of the spiritual to the physical, there is really nothing to wear out in a physical body. It only wears out because we abuse it and because we think it is going to wear out, you see. We have to think properly, too. I never concern myself with the physical body. I never think of it as wearing out. I only think of it as a vehicle for me to use in the present environment that I am in and the present work that I wish to do. When I have finished with it, I will discard it, and it will still be as good as new. 
Now, my friends, it has been my pleasure to spend this time with you. I wish to extend my gratitude for your acceptance of me and to the lady of this household. It is my privilege and my pleasure. May each of you in your search for understanding accomplish that which you seek very rapidly. And may each of you be able to be a great light in bringing your civilization into the new age, the new era of understanding. Go in peace, my friends. Thursday, July 26th, 1962. Peace, my beloved ones. It hath been said, Blessed are the peacemakers. I should like, with your permission, to dwell upon this for but a moment, for it seems that your people have interpreted this saying to mean that a peacemaker is one who goes about trying to make peace between individuals of disagreement, or groups of nations. But, beloved ones, the true peacemaker is one who first establishes peace within his own being. And when this is accomplished, he becomes, through his very being, a peacemaker. For having established peace within his own being, the great light that he does emanate to those about him and with whom he comes in contact, these are greatly affected by the very fact of his being. And the degree of peace grows within those about him. For, you see, he is demonstrating peace without saying a word, and those who come to know him begin to grow in peace. Just the very association will cause them to desire to establish within themselves that which he has found, and he truly becomes a peacemaker. It hath also been said, Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid, for lo, I am with you always. This, beloved ones, has also been greatly misinterpreted by earth people. Many of the things spoken by the great masters who have visited your planet in attempting to help have been taken with literal meanings. The reference to the I am, which was so often used by these masters, have been accepted as a personal I am which they did not mean. To those in that day who understood, these things were clear, but they have been handed down by teachers who did not understand, and therefore your people have been taught in darkness. I am sure that all of you here have a clear understanding of the I am, have a knowing that this I am is the creative part within you what many of you refer to as God. This you truly are, for each and every individual trotting your planet is a potential being that you would refer to as God, for each is a true creator in his own right, once he has established within him the true understanding of the I Am. So you see, beloved, I Am with you always. In this expression, and in any type of expression that you might ever attain, I am that I am. 
I am that I am. The emphasis must be placed upon the I and the that. These are the things that must become clear to earth people, and those of you who have some understanding of these things can be of much help to many. Many of these things have been brought to your attention. Much, all of you have learned of the true meaning of the words of the Masters. Use this knowledge whenever you have the opportunity to plant seeds of truth in the hearts of your people, that they might grow toward greater understanding. Become a peacemaker, for no greater joy hath any man than to become a peacemaker. Receive ye now the blessings, peace, love, and the understanding of our brotherhood. Go in peace. Go in peace. Peace. Good evening. I am Yom. I am just going to say a few words to you concerning the being who just spoke to you. He happened to be in my presence tonight, and I asked him if he would come here with me and speak a few words to you, which he graciously consented to do. He is, in my opinion, a being of great understanding. He is not from this realm of life. At this time, he is expressing in the etheric realm, another phase of life. He was happy to spend this time with you. This is all I wanted to say and to extend to you my very deepest love and blessings. Bless you all. Good night.